So you wanna know how to get super, super strong. Well, in today's show, we're gonna be talking about intensification versus accumulation training. It's uh, one of the big things that we use as a variable in the UMS program to make sure that our members are seeing constant gains in strength. Stick around, you're not gonna to wanna to miss this one. What's up everyone, my name is Rad. I am one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into superhumans. And the way we get such astonishing results with our members is that we've created a program that has a perfect balance between strength and flexibility. If you wanna know how we do that, grab one of the free downloads, the Flexibility, Strength, or Nutrition Blueprint. And before I continue, I just wanna double check, Richie, is that camera recording? Yes. <laughs> God, man. Now we're recording. <laughs> All right. So, um, Phil, how are you, buddy? Yeah, very well. Spent the weekend uh, diving deep into uh, Seth Godin's podcast fellowship lessons I'm doing at the moment over the next seven weeks to really um, upgrade the podcast game. So, yeah, it's uh, exciting. exciting to be working on all this content. And that'll be, yeah, so mm. stuff that I'm going to be putting out independently, but hopefully as well get some useful things to really uh, yeah. improve the, the sound and the content of this. And the sound so, of movement? Uh, yep. To improve the sound of movement. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So if you haven't checked out the podcast, it's good. We've got uh, people who really um, seem to be consistently listening on on that. So I'm I'm glad that people are finding it like a yeah. yeah I think it's a good way to consume the content. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, it's a big thing. So it's going to be a revolution. These podcasts. Um, so today we're talking about intensification training and the reason why we're doing that is because for those of you that are in the UMS online coaching program, as long as you're past the first couple of phases, you are now going to be doing intensification training for this week and the next uh, four weeks, including this week. So what does it mean? How does it differ from accumulation training? So we spoke, Yanni and I spoke a little bit about volume in one of our shows last week or the week before, where we really talked about it's volume that is key. It's about this idea of, um, you know, getting enough volume and the way you manipulate volume. So what referring to talking about enough volume, it means it's a total work done on a specific muscle group or a specific movement. So you, the most common ways to manipulate volume to get more volume is to do more reps per set, to do more sets per exercise, or to do more exercises per muscle group, or to do more workouts per week on the same muscle group. So those are the main ways. Would you, have you got anything yep. else to add to that? Yep. So that's how we manipulate volume. Intensification or intensity, the way we manipulate intensity is by lifting more weight or by going to a harder progression of a calisthenics or body weight movement. So what does it mean when you're doing accumulation training, which is what we did last week and what we did for the last cycle? That means that the sets that you're going to be doing are gonna be generally higher reps, lower weight, so the total amount of reps that you do in one workout is higher, meaning more volume. Whereas intensification training means that the you are generally doing higher weight, lower reps, or hard, harder progressions, harder calisthenics progressions with lower reps. So. What does that mean for you today? For those of you in the UMS online coaching program, it means that this week you're gonna be doing five sets of five reps and we're gonna talk about how you're gonna manipulate that over the next uh, four weeks. So for those of you that, uh, the most common research shows that in order to effectively get hypertrophy of the muscles through accumulation training, that you generally need between 40 and 70 repetitions minimum per muscle group. So that seems to be the general consensus. For intensification training to get stronger, you generally need between 25 to 50 repetitions minimum per muscle group. So there's different variables that you need to uh, you know, understand that you're playing with here. 
You got anything you want to add to this, Phil? I uh, feel yeah, like I mean, to like intensification is all about lifting heavier stuff. That's right. Like that will be the thing that makes you stronger long term. So yeah. you can build up that really good base of um, you know muscle size with your hypertrophy sort of work, and that's generally that as we've talked about mm-hmm. the uh, lower rep range, a bit more time on attention. But yeah, we've got to we've got to lift strong to to get yeah. strong. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it might feel like quite a different sort of session where you know you're used to really very like, different. Yeah, grinding out sort of these like you know having to break up your sets of twelve into like three three lots of four or something. But yeah. with a uh, yeah, with your intensification one, it's really just Full knuckle on, yeah. in for for yeah. you know, three to five hard reps. Yeah, uh, and everything has to come together to get uh, a good intensification set because you know the difference of getting your fourth rep compared to getting yeah. that fifth rep that you aimed for is yeah. that's a twenty yeah, percent reduction yeah. in volume if you miss that one rep, um, and that one rep is arguably where the majority of the of the real adaptation is going to come 100%. from. So your breath has to be on point. Your setup for the lift has to be yeah. on point. Your you know the way that you move your body has to be on point. So there's a lot more going yeah. on, which is why. There's- yeah, there's a reason why you don't start with. Yeah, that, we don't that start with intensification yeah. training. We get everybody to start with accumulation training, and people do that for several mesocycles. Remembering that a mesocycle is six weeks, so people do that for you know um, three, four, five mesocycles. People will do accumulation training to accumulate um, fatigue in the muscles, accumulate knowledge of the movement. Um, so. If you're still new to the UMS, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to still be doing accumulation training. There's no change there. But this episode is still going to be very important for you because you can know what's coming up. So let's now talk about, for those of you that have been with us for several mesocycles. Just before we do, I just encourage people who are watching to get any questions that you want answered in because that's what we really think is the most valuable part of of doing this. And so any questions you can get in there, uh, get them in now so we have time by the end of our... Now, rant on intensification. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, morning, and Steve. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for uh, saying hi. And anybody else that's watching, please um, say hi and ask yeah. us any questions. And it doesn't need to be specifically on this topic, you know, ideally something around this. But if it's not, then we can always look at it in another video. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's get into talking about intensification training for this current mesocycle. So, you've been with us for several mesocycles. You're ready to lift heavy. Uh, we've just, we're in the second week of this mesocycle. So, last week we did a Accumulation training just to get the body back into the swing of things after the deload slash testing week. So for this week, we want everybody to do five sets of five reps. What does that mean? It means that only for your first two lifts of every workout, you do five sets of five reps. Everything after that is considered accumulation training. So you'll still do your eight to 10 reps or 10 to 12 reps. Why is that? Well, when you're lifting maximally, so max strength, you only are good for max strength for the first two movements. And they have to be opposing muscle groups. I'm not talking about doing a a bench press and a shoulder press as your first two movements because both of those are going to detract the strength from each other. So by the time you've done five sets of five reps on your chest press and your bent over row, if you try and do pull-ups and shoulder press, there is zero chance you're going to be able to lift maximal load because you're already going to be fatigued in that upper body movement, in those upper body uh, movements. So uh, it's only those first two movements that you're going to be doing five sets of five reps on. Everything else you'll do between three and five sets of eight to uh, ten reps. Um, so the next thing that I want you to think about is this, when we're doing strength training, it's really important that on the bent arm strength days, on the Monday and the Thursday, you must do shoulder press and pull-ups first on one of those days and bench press and bent over row or rather vertical push-pull first on one day and horizontal push-pull first on the other day, because you need the opportunity to do both of those. The caveat to that is that if you 
God damn it, I said caveat. I can't believe it. I've swore to myself that I'd never start saying caveat after how many times bloody Yanni says it. Really? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> watch some of the old... Take note next time you do yeah, a show okay. with Yanni how many times he says caveat. Um, so the, the exception to that is once you've done your testing week, if you realize that your shoulder press is really weak and you want to prioritize shoulder pressing, then you would do your shoulder press and pull-ups first on both days, and then you do your bench press and bent over row or your horizontal push-pull uh, second on both those days. Anything you want to add? Yeah, I think it's just, um, uh, I guess, a good reason to understand why is like with these sort of heavier movements, like these complex uh, um, bilateral movements, it's just so key to get them right, and you really want to uh, drill down, get the um, intensity and the, and, the, and the focus. But then, yeah, when moving on to yeah, your single, single arm stuff, you've got like balance components to it. it, it they're often a bit more sort of un, unstable. So uh, yeah, you really want to drop the weight back a little bit and, 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 and work from there. Now with the, um, uh, the five by five, it's a, I think as soon as you kind of go, especially when you're new to lifting and you're still dealing with all the different technique things to figure out, I think five is such a nice number um, because you can you know break it down into like, okay, I'm going to do like three really nice reps and then you're kind of over, over halfway and there and then, and then yeah, two more. Right. So especially when you're new to this intensity, um, having like the focus around technique is so, so, so key. So yeah, yeah. I really like that idea of, yeah, break it down, get three out, pause. Yeah. And uh, it also gives you that magic 25 reps when you yeah. do five by five. So you do get that the, the minimum amount required to achieve, you know, substantial strength yeah. development on that uh, muscle group and that movement. Yeah, and it is one thing that I've, I've talked about a bit before, but I really do encourage when you are new to the program, new to, new to movements, uh, to chunk things like that. So focusing on, you know, three reps at a time, like two reps at a time, even if you're doing, you know, a set of 12, maybe set, setting it as three lots of four. So mm -hmm. you can really focus your like intensity on, on, on the technique where you, because if you start to just kind of, you know, zone out and just keep going for it, you'll, you'll inevitably find the last, uh, you know, once you get kind of beyond six, if you're not paying attention, it's going to yep. often sort of slip away. So really like the idea of chunking down for, for yeah. your yeah. technique. Yeah. Now, for those of you who are time poor or who find that you lose motivation after a certain amount of time in a workout or you get overwhelmed with the amount of work that um, I sometimes talk about when I talk about, you know, the, the harder workouts or the, the, the workouts that have more volume in them, um, all you need to do is do your five sets of five on the A1 and A2 movements and then you can do literally just do three sets, maybe four sets on the um, supplementary movements, so the B1, B2 and the C1 and C2. Um, just keep it simple like that and you'll, you know, even if you just get six movements done in a workout, so three lots of two paired exercises. Um, in the UMS, sometimes we go up to eight movements in, in some of the programs, but again, that's only for those of you that are really keen and are willing to do a one and a half to two hour workout. Um, and that should take you um, an hour to an hour and a half if you're doing your flexibility in between and you're not wasting time. So that said, uh, what about those of you who are super, super, super keen and are willing to do a two-hour workout? Slash have the flexibility and the time to do That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> There's plenty of keen beans out there who yeah. love to be doing it. but uh, Yeah, you know. yeah. But who are actually going to be able to do it. Um, because if you're not going to be able to do it, if it's going to put too much of a stress on your life, it's not worth it. You, you shouldn't even try because trying and failing is going to really stuff with your head. So just set a goal to work out for the amount of time that you know you can actually do. So, um, but I know that there are some of you out there that are going to want to give this a try. What we're actually going to do is we're going to reduce the reps per set and increase 
increase the amount of sets per workout as each week goes on so that you gradually lift more weight um, and do uh, as each workout goes on, but we're still going to be getting those 25 uh, reps. So this week, five sets of five reps. Next week, six sets of four reps. The week after and the last week, uh, eight sets of three reps. So we're actually going to be doing 24 reps like that. Doesn't count. You might get stronger. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you <laughs> missed that one rep. Yep. So five sets of five this week, six sets of four next week, eight sets of three for week four and week five. Now, you really need to be committed for that. You need to have some time to do eight sets. And by God, do you need some mental discipline? Because by the time you get to that fifth set and you know you've still got three more sets where you have to lift yeah. a, a hell of a lot of weight on your squats or your deadlifts, oh man, it's so easy to just say, oh, you know, I'm just going to cut this away. So um, if, you, if, if those of you are out there that, you know, don't, that, you know, can commit to a two-hour workout, um, want to give that a try, then do it. Post your results, post your trials and tribulations. Let us know how you're going. Yeah, and I'd really recommend people who are doing uh, the three reps to have someone around to spot, spot or at you. least even if they're not, you know, right on next to you, just being close by to help out if you need because, you know, with with how we've explained how to do sort of, you know, three reps, it's not about like, you know, you, you're barely able to, you, to lift you die. Last one, like yeah. you still want to have a rep in the tank, it's all about three really good form reps. That's but, right. yeah. um, you know, it is still good when you're getting down to that three, there's sort of a, a big, like, yeah, there's, there's a kind of a margin of error there where you could, um, you know, find yourself in a bit of trouble if you haven't. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If you haven't practiced that before, it's a bit of a skill kind of knowing how much you can confidently do. Oh man, absolutely. Mm. And I'm going to say, this is a really big insight. So pay close attention to what I'm about to say now. When you're lifting five reps per set, the amount of weight that you're lifting is heavy enough. When you go down to the three rep range, you are lifting some serious weight and you need to know what you're doing. So this is not for people that are still new to this kind of training. This is for people that have been training with us for several months and really are confident with all the basic lifts. And you do not do this on a lift that you're not 100% confident of with the technique. That, you, you don't go below five reps for a lift like that. So if you're still working out how to do a squat, but you've you know done several mesocycles with the UMS, you can definitely um, do the, the five sets of five, but don't go below that rep range. It's just too dangerous um, and there's too much risk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with a... Is that a mic drop? Is that... Like yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's very sound advice. Um, and with spotting, like, oh man, spotting is just something that like does my head in after training in sort of gyms where everyone's yeah, really people, switched on yeah, and knows what they're know doing. Do it, yep. But those uh, videos of, uh, you know, those gym fails Some where you go and you see yeah. people like, you know, uh, squatting over each other while they're doing a bench press and pretty much right, like, you know, sitting on their chest while it's doing it. Like when you're, when you're spotting and it, it's really like these gym here in base gym where I used to train as well have just ruined me for, uh, for fitness first and the like where you go in and you just see people getting so close or like pretty much hugging them as they're doing a squat. Like, like with your, with a, with a spot, just like stand back a little bit, be there if you need it, like assist with a bit of a, a push, but just don't be, so in someone else's grill while you're while you're yep. spotting, and if 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 they need you to be there to like you know pretty much lift them up as you go, then tell your partner like, hey, yeah, this is too heavy for you because yeah. yeah, it's so important. Like you can just really hurt yourself and others if you are using spots inappropriately. Yeah, I'd even go a little bit more specific than what you've said. I love what you've said, and I think it's a it is a really good thing to cover is spotting, um, and I love the way you know I learned this from um, Cam and Bass. 
uh, Cam Oreb and Bass Oreb, um, our friends of ours, uh, who are just ridiculously strong people. Um, and Cam, it, it always, before I ever trained with Cam, when he spotted me, people would spot you for multiple reps. Yeah. And Cam would just sit there and he'd go, come on, come on, come on. And then by the time the, the spot is required, he just grabs the weight and pulls it off you. And that yeah. makes so much sense to me. Um, and then when I delve deeper into asking Yanni about that and asking some of our coaches, Yanni's got more experience uh, weightlifting with ID, so I go to him for my weightlifting advice. Um, the idea is that if the barbell is still moving up, if it is moving up against gravity, you're not spotting. You allow them to continue moving it. Once the barbell stops moving up, you spot and you are not now spotting another couple of reps with them. This is for intensification training, different for accumulation training. You literally take the weight and re-rack it from yeah. them. And you're, you're as, as a person lifting, you're still pushing. So the, you know, Yeah, it's not like you're letting go and letting them lift it. You're, you're still giving it yeah, maximal effort. The spotter doesn't have to do like a, a bicep curl of however much you're bench pressing and yep. a really good example of this was um uh with bass he was uh he was on uh the base body babes which is his wife and his sister-in-law's uh, uh story the other day where dinny j who's like you know she weighs about 50 kilos he was benching over 200 and she was spotting S for spotting him. him so yep. there's no way that she could <laughs> you know yeah. lift 240 kilos but he's still pushing and he yeah. just you just, just need needed that, that little, little bit of extra 10%. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. There's a caveat to that argument. There it is. See that? Uh, yeah. Yanni's got a caveat. With a caveat. Yeah. Um, there is a type of overload technique where you do what's called forced reps where someone... But I just said yeah. that. I said that this is for intensification yeah. training only. Yeah. yeah. So Yanni's saying that there is a type of overload Popular technique in bodybuilding. Uh, in bodybuilding, but it's an accumulation method. And that's where you do four reps, where basically where you can't lift the weight anymore, but somebody spots you. But we're not talking about that right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about accumulation training. You're and, welcome and, to come down and, and take caveats. the seat, mate. Yeah. And caveats. Yeah. Yanni wants to talk about caveats. Which, which, which means, it's a Latin phrase. Oh, get your own oh, mic, Here we Yanni. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally be warned. Yeah. Well, when you've got the mic, mate, you can talk about caveats <laughs> for as long as you want. But I've got the mic here, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, enough of uh, that sidetracking. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think spotting is really important and it is such a like good safety tool when used well and it can really mess you up and injure you if you do it. Like, because one of the problems with having these sort of safety measures around your lifting is people can get sloppy and lazy and, and yeah. that's just such a, a, a you know unpleasant way to hurt yourself or maybe others yeah and un and unfortunately um so many of the spotting fails that you see on youtube it's not the spotter that's stuffed up it's the lifter like the lifter was just lifting so much too much weight yeah. for them had no business lifting that much weight they should have been learning how to lift the rate rather than lifting maximal weight and so that when the spotter tries to help them they've still got no ability to control it yeah. and they just crush themselves with it and it shouldn't be like that like when you actually do need to spot someone um at least the way we do it at unity gym as the spotter you don't need to do that much you just help them that little bit because they're giving it everything and they miss the lift and you just kind of grab it and pull it back for yep. them you know yeah so if you're bringing other people into your workout and having them spot you like respect that they're helping you and and, yep. and don't put them in a, a situation that could endanger them and don't presume that they know how to spot yeah. uh explain to them exactly what you want them to do so i want you to put your hands here when i s explain to them the concept of the bar moving up or down another really good concept that i love with spotting that bass used to always talk about is crowding the bar like don't a spotter yeah. shouldn't crowd the bar they shouldn't be sitting there ready to ready to grab you like if you want to look at the way these guys spot 
um, if you go to Australian Strength Coach Instagram page, almost every video there's someone spotting them, but but you very rarely actually see them grab the bar. They're just sitting there ready, 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 ready. And then when they finish the set, the spotter grabs the bar and guides it back onto their rack for them. And if they stuff that rep up, they're there to help them. Um, and if you just spend five or 10 minutes looking on their page, because those guys are just lifting ridiculous amounts of weight. So they're yeah, always doing, there to spot yeah, each other. They're often doing one, two or three RMs. So like yep. really you know, high intensity, which is what we're talking they about. They very, yeah. very rarely miss a rep yeah. either. Yeah. 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 Often when they miss a rep, you know about that's it. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Yanni's, Yanni's saying, yeah. saying they very rarely miss a rep either. And, and when, you, when they do miss a rep, you know about it, which is true. Yeah. So yeah, so that's um, some food for thought. You, for those of you that are in the UMS online coaching program, if you weren't taking notes, you may need to rewatch this because it's important that you know what you're doing for the next five weeks. And the whole idea is, I'm going to talk about one more thing about uh, intensification training, which is the uh, with when you do accumulation training. You know, this is a really layman term description of this, but you're training the muscles. We're trying to uh, hypertrophy the muscles. We're working on the muscle fibers themselves. When you're training intensification training, you're training more of the nervous system so you're training the neuromuscular connection where we're teaching the brain how to activate more um motor units, motor units thank you phil uh, and a motor unit is the ending of a nerve that contracts muscle fibers right so basically it's when a nerve splits into all its different endings that connect to the muscle fibers themselves yeah so basically if you think of like your muscle is, you know, you've got 100% of the fibers in your muscles and then yeah. for each motor unit, there'll be a different percentage of uh, muscle fibers that are innervated by a certain motor unit. So you might have like, you know, you have all these motor units throughout your quadriceps and mm -hmm. like they might be sort of all, like there's small ones and large ones. So mm -hmm. the small ones might be getting like, you know, two to three percent of the muscle units yep. and they're the really you know efficient ones that if you're just walking around you don't yep. you just need like low level contraction your brain's sending enough signal to just contract those because mm -hmm. the body is just incredibly efficient which is just yep. why humans been so successful but also why we're also um you know overweight and unhealthy these days yep. uh, that efficiency is so great yeah. <laughs> but then us, yep. uh you but then you have like larger and larger motor units which get to different types of um, muscle fibers so instead of those efficient uh you know fat burning, like low intensity ones, the larger motor units where you might be getting sort of, you know, like arbitrary numbers, but like, you know, 10 to 15% of your, um, the muscle fibers that are innovated by these motor units, mm. uh, they have a, a higher cost to use. So they're yep. less efficient, but you've got potential with those muscles, uh, motor to units to produce strength, so yeah. much more force. So, yep. um, and again, I've talked about this before and how amazing the brain is that people in, in times of, of stress and, and need can activate these motor units and, and do incredible things like picking cars off of mm. babies. Mm. So yep. like that's how this works. And this intensification training is all about learning how to tap into that. So you've given yourself a really good foundation of, um, you know, muscle size and, and, yeah. and everything. Fibers are ready, the tendons, yeah, the connective got, tissues exactly. hopefully you've strengthened a little bit. 100%. So you've, you've prepared your body in all those other ways so that now the dangerous things with uh, like uh, being able to access these larger motor units is if you're not prepared like that, if you yeah. haven't done the training, yeah. that's where you get Massive muscle tears, you injury, get tendon yeah. injuries, you get, yeah. um, you know, uh, Avulsion fractures where you actually get like pull the bone off the yeah, because you just yeah. haven't prepared it for that kind of load. So now we've we've done a few months of that, and that's why it's so important that you do spend the time doing your accumulation training mm -hmm. and the foundation mm -hmm. system. So you're giving yourself a really good um, base, and then it's all about learning that intensity. And you can see with powerlifters like they do all sorts of things to like enhance their ability to. Um, activate those larger motor units like they'll slap each other on the back they'll yell and scream they'll get yeah. really focused listen to a music that will pump them up and all of these things it's it's tapping into the brain and and, yep. and encouraging that sort of activation so yep.
Yeah, so it's really important to understand that. And then the next thing to understand about that is that when you do accumulation training, it is totally acceptable and actually a, a method and a, a strategy that people will use to grow more muscle that you will go to fatigue and failure in each set and then drop the amount of weight. So reducing the intensity um, as the workout goes on so that every set in itself is taking you to failure and really causing as much damage to the muscle fibers as possible. Uh, these little micro that cause the muscles to you know repair regrow and grow bigger whereas in intensification training you don't want to train that way you want to either stay on the same weight or increase the amount of weight that you're lifting increase the intensity I should say as each set goes on and the reason why we want to do that is because you want the body you want the brain you want the nervous system to remember that what you did on that last set um, that's an important thing so uh, yeah you, you really want to make sure that you're not starting on a heavy weight and going oh, wow, this is good for three sets, but now I've got to drop the weight. It's better to start on a lower weight and go, oh, that was easy. I'm going to go up a little bit. And then, oh, that was easy and go up a little bit. Or start on a weight that you think, okay, I'm going to be able to do this and I might be able to go up. And then you go through two or three sets and you think, wow, this is actually really hard. I'm just going to stay on this same weight. Um, but yeah, dropping weight when you do intensification training as the sets go on is uh, is um, not beneficial to yeah. your strength And that comes with practice as well. So A lot of practice. Your, <laughs> yeah. If it's your first time of, of doing intensification training, just like we've talked about with testing week, like, you know, treat the first couple yep. ones of the experiment like yep. just start a bit yep. lower than you start think lower, yep. and then just you know learn the process of what it's like to actually you know lift with intensity and then yep. the next time you come around you can be like okay you know last time i probably undershot a little bit but learn a lot didn't know yourself yep. good like take those lessons and then try a bit more intensity. And if you did it the right way in every workout, you would increase the amount of weight that you lift by a very small amount by two to three percent uh, in each workout if you do it the right way. Yanni's saying something here. You should be, Yanni's saying, which I love, uh, you should be learning to fail without a loss of form. So what that means is that it's like what Phil said, you would actually have another rep in the tank, but it wouldn't be a pretty rep. So you learn to, when you do your fifth rep, that fifth rep is like, you, you just get it out, but the form doesn't, um, you don't detract yeah. from the form. And you would have been at, like, what I like to do, uh, but this Kamran's is- question, I think this is going to be really useful because okay. you're talking about this here. So he says, for those of us who've just done testing week the other week, uh, when we do five reps and below, what's a good intensity to aim for? At five reps, is our six RM a good target? That is perfect. That's the couldn't couldn't have been explained better. Yeah, yeah. Six. <laughs> you do. You, what I like to do is I like to do a method called last set to failure, Kumaran. Uh, and you do need a spotter for this, or you need to be very very experienced, which means you would do four sets of five reps at your six RM. For those of you that don't understand what that means, it means six repetition max. It means it's an amount of weight that you could do six reps on uh, under the most strenuous circumstances. If someone held a gun to your head and said do a seventh rep, you wouldn't be able to do it. So that's what six RM means, which means that you're doing five reps on a weight where you think, oh, you know what, I could have done one more. But then on the last set, you go to failure. Now, again, safe failure, you're either with a spotter or, you know, I did, um, today I did a whole bunch of sets at eight RM. Uh, and then on my last set, I did 10 reps and my 10th rep wasn't pretty, but it was safe. I didn't need anyone to run over and help me. It uh, was- That comes from- 15 years of experience. Decades of experience, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you really need like everything that we're talking about here. I think one of the, I think this is another really key insight. Like we're explaining all of these methods. This doesn't mean that if you've never done this before, you go straight out and you try this. If, you, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're thinking, okay, I'm ready to try some intensification training, take away from this, 
do five sets of five reps at a weight that is lower than what you could actually lift. That's what you should be doing. All of these other little things are like the icing on the cake, you know? So Kumaran is somebody who trains with us at Unity Gym five days a week. I know what he can do. Um, and I'm confident if I, that if we give him this advice that he's going to understand it. He also trains with people at Unity Gym that know how to spot. So be aware of that. There's a lot of things that have to happen because I've seen people get crushed under a barbell on a bench press uh, and, and a squat even worse. I've seen people not understand how to dump a, a, a squat bar and they get to the bottom and they try and get up and they fold forward and the, the barbell just crushed him. Do you remember that? Sidetracked. Did you see, um, did you see, uh, Aaron, uh, Kroll who briefly was at, at this gym, uh, trying to snatch 190 kilos the other day? No. It was full on. Was it like ugly? He, he went eight attempts at it and, uh, he posted one and he, um, like he had to like bail out and dive forward and you could see the bar kind of clipped a bit on the way through. Yeah. So, yeah. 100, 190 kilos of an Olympic snatch. Um, this guy is a weapon. And he's about six foot three as well. So the bar's yeah. going a long way up. Yeah, it's man. Like, <laughs> it's um, mental. I would, I would add like to learning to fail. Is Do you want to come and talk to the microphones? No. no? Yeah. <laughs> Yanni's saying. So we'll just sit here What's Yanni yeah. saying? What are you saying? They can, yeah. they can hear me when yeah. I talk. Okay. Right. Pick it up, okay. It's not as loud. Learning to fail is very important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. And especially in a squat where there's so many variables that can buckle under the weight, but it has to be the legs that fail. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. can't take a squat to your maximum, to your true rep maximum, until you uh, you, you can stay postured up, like yep. until it's the legs that fail. Yeah. It's a leg exercise. Yeah. That's a great yeah, point. Yanni, yeah. So if, if you didn't hear that, Yanni is saying learning to squat is a critical part of strength development. Learning to fail. Learning to fail. <laughs> <laughs> they need squat, to fail. Squat is definitely <laughs> but, good. But, uh, but, but uh, like with something like a squat, it's that you have to understand that the failure that you're looking for is in the legs. It's not in your form. So it's not failing when your body just buckles and you can barely get up. Yeah. It's failing yeah. where with good posturing up with your body, with pulling your elbows back, keeping your core rigid, that you get to a point where you do that one rep and you think, man, I, I won't be able to get up cleanly if I did another yeah. rep. So if you're failing because you're folding in half and you know your, your back is you know bending because you've not been able to maintain that form you actually you, failed yeah. one or two reps before that and you didn't realize it yeah well you, you really got to work on that technique so that yeah. you know that you can really keep everything else rigid so that for a leg exercise like the squat that's your legs that are failing and this is where the volume comes in this is why we got to we got to beat this drum more and more and more because it, no matter how much we say it people don't get it how do you get to this point it's volume it's repetition it's, it's good quality volume good quality volume you know yeah, learning so how to do it so i just really yeah i've said it a few times now but like if you do, are doing 12 15 reps like chunk it down so especially if you're new to these movements like mm -hmm. make sure you're getting them right like it's no point doing six good reps and then doing you know nine crappy yep. reps like break it down so that you know even if you have to take like if you're doing uh squats for example like even if you stand there for a second you know have two or three breaths where you're like okay mentally reset, go again. Yep. Like that's just so much more beneficial than, than practicing perform. Yep. So uh, th I think a good thing to cover now before we finish is, you know, for some of you that are really new to this whole UMS uh, are going to be saying, well, how do I know when I'm ready to do intensification training? And that would be a really good question. Um, you would start after you've done your first testing week, you would be doing sets of 12 to uh, 15 reps, chunking them down into small sections, like what Phil's spoken about, meaning that if you were doing sets of 15 reps, you might do three sets of five or uh, th uh, three sets of four and then one set of uh, three, meaning you don't put the bar back, like you'll do your four squats and then you'll stop 
um, st still with the bar on your back and you'll rethink about the cues and then you'll go again and you'll just do three sets of that and then after you've done that for one cycle you'll drop down to the 10 to 12 rep range and so now you're lifting a little bit more weight 10 to 12 reps but now you'll do four sets and then the next mesocycle you'll drop down to the 8 to 10 rep range and you'll do five sets and when you can do five sets of good technique of eight reps so you're getting your 40 reps and your technique's good that's when you can say all right let's try a cycle where we drop down to the and five reps what i want to say is that people make the most of the ums and the fact that the mastermind group is there yeah like when you get to that stage film it yep put it on Show there us. be like hey yeah. do you think I'm am ready? i ready yeah. exactly like, yeah don't train don't train in this group for four or six months and then post your first video yeah. like show us along the way yeah. say hey am i ready for this because that's what we're here for we want to uh you know and we did this whole show today on this topic because we couldn't find any good questions that anybody had asked except for josh's plenty, question that we're going to physio friday questions yeah we're going to be up. josh your question on um josh door on uh, frozen shoulder we're going to be answering on Physio Friday. Uh, Josh wants to know how to fix a frozen shoulder at the most basic Physio level. Friday's taking off. Yeah. Friday's yeah. Friday, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Yanni's all over it. Yanni named that. He's very proud no, of himself. Nah, Phil, nah. Did. Phil did. Oh, sorry. I've taken your thunder. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, frozen shoulder at the most basic level, you just need to have a teaspoon of concrete with a glass of Harden Up and just get on with it. No. Mm. <laughs> yeah. it's, no, it, it, we'll go into it on no, Friday. I'm it's just one of those, like my mum had it and it was just like such a That's brutal. Thing. I've rehabbed three frozen shoulders at Unity Gym now and it is a horrible thing to see people doing. Yeah, so no, we'll, we'll get into it, but um, yeah, that'll, we'll get that for Physio Friday because we really do want to focus on like helping the members here with strength, flexibility. Yeah. Yep. Let's get some questions in this week about intensification training, because in all honesty, there is a lot to talk about. And um, I really want to see some more questions on this. So for those of you that are watching the show, please ask some questions about what we're doing for the next uh, four weeks in this mesocycle, doing intensification yep. training. But now to finish off, to sum up what we've talked about today in 20 uh, seconds or less. So we're talking about the idea of moving from accumulation training into intensification training, the importance of technique, what you needed, what you need to have done in order to be ready to do it safely and uh, what the goal of the workout is that you're training your nervous system rather than the muscles so it's not about um, you know going to failure and dropping the weight it's about staying on the same weight or even uh, going up in weight uh, as the sets go on ramp take ramp loading Yanni's talking about um, takes a lot of time a lot of practice and uh, something that's a lot of fun um, strap yourself in for the journey this is not something that you are going to master in the next four weeks um, this is something that Yanni and Richard and Phil and me have been working on for years and years and years and we're still getting better and better at it and that's a really great thing um, keeps, it interesting. keeps it interesting I wouldn't otherwise you're gonna get bored and you're gonna look for something else to do but this is a this is a really uh, nice rewarding long journey so um, embrace, the process. embrace the process embrace being the beginner be safe post your videos let us help you and uh, we'll see you tomorrow Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.